think I'm selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Yeah. I don't want no picture with the president. I just wanna talk to the man. Speak for the boys in a bando. And my nigga never walking again. Apologize if I'm hopping again. I know these things happen often. But I'm back on the scene. I was lost in a dream as I write this routine down in Austin. I've been building me a house back home in the South, ma. Won't believe what it's costing. And it's fit for a king, right? Or a nigga that can sing and explain all the pain that it cost him. A 16 should have came with a coffin. Fuck the fame and the fortune. Well, maybe not the fortune. But one thing is for sure, though, the fame is exhausting. That's why I moved away. I needed privacy. Surrounded by the trees and Ivy League. Students that's recruited higher league. What's good, neighborhood? We're back with another Broken Records episode. It's your boy, Ray Rashawn. It's your boy, Marquise Q, back in the building. And it's your boy, EZE. Glad to be here. Glad to be here for the last go-around, last dance, question mark, how they, we like to call it. <laughs> hey, it's, it's definitely been a good ride. I know y'all boys, I know y'all boys fuck with the music that we've been listening to lately. I know the people that have been listening to this pack been fucking with the, um, the episodes in general. Like, bro, there's no reason that you can't, you know, we've been talking about this whole time. Like, real J. Cole fans tapped in. If you haven't been a J. Cole fan yet, I'm pretty sure this pack made you one. If you aren't already one yet. Couldn't say it better myself. What's been, like, the biggest takeaway from, like, doing this pack that y'all boys, like, you know, got from, you know, talking about music, going back and listening to these albums? Like, what's been the biggest takeaway? I think, for one, I didn't realize... Like, you hear it a lot, but that's just because J. Cole's at that level where he gets that hate. But, like, a lot of people, I'm not going to say hate, but they dislike this music. And they just really, I feel like one of the things J. Cole doesn't get recognized for is how grounded he is and how his storytelling is so simple. Like, it just makes sense for, like, in normal context. And it's just crazy that, and he never really got the awards for it, never really got the real recognition. So, I think just kind of realizing that in the research that I've been doing, that's been the crazy part. Definitely. I feel like Grounded is definitely one of the key takeaways that I've come to learn about J. Cole. Like you always know J. Cole being that like that laid back guy, not flashy, not being, you know, all out on um like the front. Unless it's like, you know, being the front lines of like, you know, civil rights or like, you know, Black Lives Matter or anything that he believes in. But I feel like the biggest takeaway that I've get I've got so far is that, you know, J. Cole is just simply is just simply some guy that wants to get a message across and music was a means as to how he's going to get his message across, like whether it be a message for himself, whether it be a message for like the people, whether it be a message for his future self or for people to listen to later on in life. I think that, you know, he's a prophet, you know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like that's the best way I can describe him, like in his music, like he prophesizes stuff. He tells us stuff that we should know. He tells us stuff that, you know, that we can apply to our own lives. And like Eric said, like he's just grounded. Like that's the best way I can do it. I can put it. Grounded, down to earth, and just all around good guy. I don't know him personally, but I'm pretty sure J. Cole is a hell of a cool guy. Like, I would not mind. Like, if I had a top list of people I want to be in a, a smoke session with, J. Cole is definitely up in that top list. Thanks. Yeah, I would I would definitely uh, say Grounded hit it, uh, definitely hit it on the head. But I don't know. I just, like I said from the beginning, well, kind of what you said also, I think it's like J. Cole is one of the most honest artist i feel like i've like ever listened to like i just feel like it's so important to him to just be vulnerable like when he making music i don't think like he know that and the, his fans appreciate him for that i think sometimes like what his feelings is or what what music he's making is probably not popping at that moment or probably not what the industry wants to hear at that moment but it's definitely worth being listened to like it's kind of like the the quiet kid in class like Whenever he speaks, you're probably going to listen because he 
the quiet kid don't talk too much. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of feel like J. Cole like is as an artist. I feel like everybody always know he there. They know he they know he one of the best ever, but it's just like sometimes it's hard for people to I guess to say it. Would you say that uh J. Cole is like the Kawhi Leonard of uh hip hop? Nah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Kawhi. Uh because in my eyes, Cole, Cole got some rings on him, so and more than Kawhi got. That's just in my opinion. Oh shoot, he's more like Tobias Harris. We like talking about like looks. No, I was just no, talking no, about like no, we ain't talking about no looks. Come on, come on. We're definitely not talking about looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about like if you look at their career and you try to like match it up with the NBA, like I don't know. I just kind of pick Kawhi. I just feel like Cole does what he's supposed to do. Um, I feel like he's at this point where he's not going to get as much recognition when you reflect back on him later down, like, in line. But I don't know. He just – he's consistent, if anything. I just feel like you can say that about Kawhi Leonard. So that's why I chose that comparison. Bro, I think they did, like, a comparison to, like, him and the Naruto characters. I'm pretty sure y'all boys, like, are familiar with, like, Naruto characters. I think they say he's most similar to um Shikamaru. Because, like, you know how Shikamaru is, like, always the tactical one. Like, he's always, like, the strategic one. But he's not going to, like, say too much. He's not going to be, like, the main character and, like, really anybody's story, but, like, you know, Shikamaru definitely, like, makes moves, and, like, when he, like, does something, like, it's always premeditated. Like, he never does anything, like, on the fly, or, like, spontaneous, and, like, he's always almost three steps ahead of, like, what is currently, you know, going on at that time, so that comparison, you know, I feel like it's pretty, um, pretty accurate for Shikamaru. Eric, I know you're really in the anime. How you feel about that comparison? I feel like that's, that's a really good one, um, especially since we've been talking about how when Cole makes his album and he's on tour, he's already working on the next album. So he's already he's got that kind of like foresight. Okay, I know I need to do this and this and this. And it's just like Shigga Mars. So I feel like that was a good comparison. I just feel like if the people don't realize that J. Cole needs that recognition at this point in his career, at this point in the pack, then I really ain't got nothing else to say to you. <laughs> of course, of course, everybody we always know of, like J. Cole, like of course he's one of the greats, but... Let's just not wait to the last. Let's not wait till it's too late to give somebody their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not wait too late and be like, damn, bro. Like, come on now. Like, you said we gotta, what? We got a living, breathing legend right here in the hip-hop game, bro. Realistically. That's what Brandon said. He said, don't wait to give them your flowers because like, everybody seems like everybody going like too soon. 18 Vino, Pop Smoke, King Vaughn. Like, these are... Well, I ain't going to say they were living legends in the making, but they're definitely people that, you know, we took for granted. And we definitely want to take J. Cole and his music for granted because they no telling, like, when he really, really retired. Because we know he's been playing around with, like, the whole retirement. I'm pretty sure J. Cole said he's going to retire, like, at least three times in his rap career. But when he really, really retire, he's going to be sick. Yeah, I feel like he always going to – I feel like he's going to always be, like, somewhere in music. He's probably going to be, like, working behind the scenes. Of course, he's probably just going to probably switch to the producer side mainly. But so I, I definitely feel like people are gonna be like, you can hop on this joint right here. You probably be like straight on it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. To finalize this J Cole pack, we decided to go with for your eyes only. We could have went with KOD. We could have went with um. Well, that was really the only one we could have went on after four seal drives. We could have went with KOD, but we decided for your for your eyes only it was eyes more only. was more was something we needed to talk more about and like you know really deep dive into. Yeah, that's how we're going to end off this last pad with For Your Eyes Only. Just going into, before we go into the album, how y'all boys feel about this way between Forest Hill Drives and For Your Eyes Only? I mean, 
I feel like I feel like it's a continuation. I feel like you can see it that way. I feel like Four Your Eyes Only was very much in the present. And that's where he was like, you know, that's where he was at that time. And I feel like Four Your Eyes Only. I guess if he was talking to that same documentary crew, he's just like ten years older. Like he just seems wiser. He seems, this seems more like grounded and seasoned. Like J. Cole knows what he's talking about. Maybe a little reflection there now and then, but I don't feel like it's that far off from the um, content content wise. Yeah, I was I would say I think a lot of people felt like he had a lot of pressure, especially dropping an album after Forest Hill Drive. You know, to some people that's that's like everybody be like you know, everybody go crazy on Forest Hill Drive, but to some people, they're like, he ain't ready to make another album better than that one. You know what I'm saying? Or make another album that's even close to that one. So I feel like he had a lot of pressure in this album, and, and seeing that it was only, what, like 10 songs? Like, <laughs> yeah, so 10 even. Right. He, must be, he must be really about to tell a story real quick, or really, because you gotta think, that's pretty refined for a, a cold project, especially releasing 10 songs, Barely forty five minutes, you know what I'm saying? That's not really light cold, to like, especially for like a project project. Maybe for a tape, maybe, but not for a full length project. So I felt like he had a lot of pressure, and I felt like honestly, I felt like he lived up to it, especially with this project. Because we know that he was dealing with the whole like he was teasing the whole retirement thing, and then out of nowhere he drops because this dropped in December 2016, and Forest Hill Drives dropped December 2014. So around two years. Span, we didn't hear from J. Cole at all, except for the rumor that he was going to retire. And then he comes down and drops this, you know what I'm saying? So I can only put myself back in a position as to where, like, oh, J. Cole about to retire. All right, we won't hear nothing from J. Cole, except for like that, um, that uh, DJ Khaled song he was on where he was talking about, um, oh, I've had so many days of crying. And then he, uh, at the end of the song, he's talking about as I ponder retirement or something like that. And then this Jermaine's song, yeah, Jermaine's out of loop. Hey, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> but y'all boys remember that song, right? I remember Bro, that I definitely remember that song. Facts, facts. Jermaine's interlude was tough. And I think what's crazier on top of that, another project with no features. You know what I'm saying? I feel like what J. Cole did was pretty remarkable. Like, with 2014, um, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a bold move. And then I feel like with this, I don't even think this one had a single either. I think he just uh, he just released it, if I'm not mistaken, Sean. Yeah, I think so. That span of time we didn't hear from J. Cole, and he drops this. And then, like Eric said, double platinum. Well, it's no features. And then also went double platinum, too, if I'm not mistaken. Like, another album that went double platinum with no features. So, at this point, like, like Sean said, like, at this point, like, you can't compare him to Kawhi Leonard. Because I don't even think Kawhi Leonard, like, career compares to this. Like, two albums, no features, and they both went double platinum. Like, I, don't, I can't name any artist that's ever done that. In history, except for J. Cole. Look, couldn't have said it better myself, brother. <laughs> Just diving into the album, like Sean said, it's only 10 songs. I think I think it was mainly produced by him as well. And we can just go into the title of the song, um, For Your Eyes Only. Uh, that song, I mean, the title of the album just kind of gives you a glimpse of like what he's going to be talking about, like what direction he's going, like For Your Eyes Only. When you first like look at that title and read it, it's definitely message oriented album like he's definitely getting this off for a purpose and he later describes that purpose but i don't even think like a lot of people got the first like message that he was getting off of because you know obviously the album is about um his homeboy that was killed way too soon 22 years old and mm-hmm. um, the album was made in respect or in response to his daughter i guess um 
he wanted to leave a final message for his daughter before he passed away. And J. Cole was telling the story that he would want to, he would want him to tell his daughter. And, you know, that kind of, that's, that's the overall purpose. But a lot of people thought that J. Cole was writing this about him, but J. Cole wasn't writing this from his, his perspective. He was writing it from his homeboy's perspective. Yeah, his man's but, perspective. To, yeah. his, but J. to his man's daughter, basically. Yeah. But J. Cole also has a daughter, too, that he revealed in the song, but he's not yes. writing this to his daughter, yeah. So that that in itself just shows you, like, the symbolism, like, the overall message J. Cole's trying to get off, just from the album title alone. Almost, almost like, like, your life and other people's lives can bl- basically blend. Like, it's basically, it's all part of everybody's life when you think about it. Like, even though this is his man he's talking about, he rapping to his daughter, like, he, ba- he him looking at his daughter, he could be thinking like, damn, well, if something happened to me, and you know what I'm saying, what well, if the roles were reversed? You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like, that's how anybody can just listen to it and immediately align with it that that quick. For sure. And even um, a lot of people try to draw a comparison that he was paying homage to Tupac because Tupac has an album called All Eyes on Me, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his fourth studio album, and this is also J Cole's fourth studio album as well. So a lot of people try to draw that comparison. He even has a song in here called Changes, and Tupac has a song called Changes as well. So you can and definitely the, see it kind of... Yeah, yeah. Hey, so he definitely, he definitely teasing that, you know, that GOAT status a little bit. I don't know if he did that intentionally or if he just, you know, it just happened to line up like that. Oh, but it's definitely, definitely intentional. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Bro, what, what are some of y'all favorite songs off this project? It's only 10 songs, but what are some of y'all favorite songs off this project? I mean, it's only 10 songs. We might probably have the same songs with Neighbors, um, Folding Clothes. I like For Him to Bell Toad. I just feel like it's a real interesting way to begin an album, especially when nobody knows what you're talking about. And I think for the last one, uh, I'm going to say For Your Eyes Only. Like, all the stories that are told within that song are crazy. Solid. Yeah. Deja Vu, um, just because it had... Well, we're going to get into that later. There's a, there's a whole separate conversation <laughs> to have behind no, that. Yeah, villain mentality, neighbors, folding clothes, she's mine part two, and for your eyes only. That's like that's literally over half the album, but those are my favorite songs. I think it's like six. Yeah, that's solid. I really can't name no other ones. We might as well go ahead, basically just name the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that, that's where it's, that's why I said it's real refined. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty good. You can actually tell he took his time on this to tell like he he, but he took it to the short though, like. J. Cole usually don't have no short projects like this. When I first saw this, I was like, why do you only drop 10 songs? That was, bro, that's what, that's one thing I can remember when this album dropped. I was like, Cole dropped 10 songs. I was definitely disappointed. You disappointed that it was just short as it was? I mean, like, as soon as I saw it, like, on, like, my Apple Music or my Spotify, I can't remember which one I had at the time. When I saw it was 10 songs, I was just disappointed that it was only 10 songs. Like, I didn't even listen to those, none of the songs yet. I was just like, damn, it's only 10 songs. I feel like in the same breath, like, you got to take it as, like, it's only 10 songs. So that means, like, these ain't no Lucy's. These are, like, refined, exactly. solid songs, like, focused. So, like, that's that's some big hype if you're going to just put that out there. Especially, I think you showed that on the pre-release, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. And I feel like J. Cole delivered. Honestly, I know we probably won't get into that in a second. But concept-wise, I mean, vision-wise. He definitely, de- he definitely delivered. It's, it's like watching a little movie. I I feel like sometimes, like when I was watching, I mean, <laughs> watching it, when I was listening to it, I could see like the cookout. I could see like some scenes out of there that would fit in the songs. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just tough. 
Well, you you know, some people were uh, speculating that this was supposed to be like the soundtrack to a movie. But, yeah, I remember that. And I yeah, think but he I dropped something else instead. I think it was called Eyes, right? You said what? Didn't he drop like a documentary instead? It was called like Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the documentary, he basically just like going through how like you know like basically behind the scenes of making the album, but he basically like got the songs blended in the two, or well, like the music videos too. So it's it's pretty cool. But I, I I'm just interested if that was really supposed to be like on a movie. I'm like, sheesh, I know that was hard. But kind of wrapping up, Sean, I just want to address the fact that um, you was kind of disappointed that it was uh, 10 songs. I think this album was only for two people, his homeboy and his homeboy's <laughs> daughter. Like, I don't think J. Cole meant for this to go number one on anything. I don't think he even meant to come out of I don't think this is the album that he wanted to come out of retirement for. I just feel like he knew that he had to deliver this album. And I think like he even mentioned in For Your Eyes Only, the last song, that his homeboy said, if you don't do nothing else for me before, you know, because I feel like I won't see tomorrow, you know, play or like tell my daughter something like tell my daughter, you know, this is what I think about her. This is the life I live and let her know that I always love her. So I feel like this was his homeboy's final wish and J. Cole just couldn't, you know, not live up to it. So I think, like I said, I think this album was only meant for two people, like his homeboy and his homeboy's daughter. So. J. Cole said, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I really don't give a care. I did what I was supposed to do, so just take it and run with it. And even and even when you think about that, even if it was only meant for two people, like you got to think, he's basically giving you a glimpse inside that story. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody else would have been better perfect to to tell this story besides J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was just basically a lie that that was Cole's homeboy. You, you feel me? Like, so I just feel, I don't know. I feel like he had a lot of pressure, and when everybody actually heard this project, it was like, it's good. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it ain't nothing crazy. I'm like, we gotta be realistic, bro. From top to bottom, production-wise, production-wise, do I, do I have to say that again? I say, you, you love your production. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this man delivers every single time, bro. I feel as if I feel as if, like, you know, I, we already said, like, this is the album he's flirting with retirement and stuff like that. And I feel like this, like, if J. Cole would have, you know, he dropped KOD following this, and I think, I think he's supposed to drop another album this year or something. I feel like we're still able to say, at the end of the day, J. Cole ended his career well because he dropped this project. Again, it wasn't anything crazy, but it's it's just what you were, this is the album you remember from someone if they weren't to make any more music. And I don't know, I just feel like he executed that aspect well as far as well I, I guess we can go ahead and throw the question out there uh where does this album rank i guess is it in the top three for you in his catalog um top five i guess he's at that number now but where's it rank for you guys it's not in my top three at all if i had to put it in the category i don't even think because i'm not looking at it as something that you know is something i can compare something else to i feel like this is his own separate piece of work and i don't think J. Cole would even want you to compare it to anything that he's made. So my top three, just to name them, would be Born Center, Force, yeah, Born Center, Force Hill Drives, and Cold World Sideline Story. But this in itself, like, just looking at it from um, a music standpoint, is definitely, like, a piece of work. Like, it's definitely a masterpiece. Uh, like, this is art. Like, there's no other way to describe it. This is art. So it's not in my top three, just for the simple fact that it just it's too meaningful for me to compare it to anything else. That's why it's not in my top three. 
Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would probably have to agree with Q. I don't think I uh, would rank it like I wouldn't even rank it like I don't rank none of his albums like that. To be honest, I I all look at it to be honest like on the same like level. Of course, I know other people don't look at it like that, but uh, yeah, I w- I would probably have to say this is probably fourth or fifth. It wouldn't be top three. It definitely wouldn't be top three. <clears throat> I just feel like that's standing up. Look what we going up against. That's. Forest Hill Drive, that's Born Center. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be realistic. It's gonna be kind of hard to go up against them, them heavy hitters. Yeah, I guess I, I don't really have a counter argument for that. I mean, because I, I play <laughs> at the end of the day, Forest Hills Drive, Born Center, and regardless of how I feel about Sideline Story, it was a great uh, debut album. So, yeah, I guess it's, 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 I feel like it's in the fourth or fifth range for sure. I don't know if you could say it's his worst album. I don't, I don't know, but. And unfortunately, you we talk about <laughs> I mean, if, you had, if you're comparing all his albums, then... You said this is his worst album? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said, I don't know if this is his worst album, if you're comparing them. There, you can't even put cold <laughs> albums in the conversation with worse. You can't even do that. <laughs> no, but if you're saying, his I like this one, are, this uh, one, this one, then the last one would obviously be the one you like least. Okay, so say that. So four, say your eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. four Your Eyes Only is the one you like the least. <laughs> no, that's not how I feel. I like, I feel like Silent Story is the one I like the least. What? Yeah. But we shouldn't be surprised, though, because Eric gave it a 7.6, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we're just going gonna to let Eric hold that. <laughs> I just well, don't think it was, you know, as meaningful as other ones. But we already, we already, you already know my views on it, but so. Bro, one th- one thing I would like to say with this album being recorded, I mean being dropped like two years after the previous uh project, I feel like he was still in that like mode. He still had probably like a lot of other like loose tracks he probably had. So you know what I'm saying? He probably could have did like with the, his next project, he probably could have did something different. But with him taking it from this angle, I think he put like all his creativity into his homeboy, his homeboy story. So I think that's what made it better. But you can definitely see similarities in this project and Forest Hill Drive. Like, you just can... It's almost like you can feel it, low-key. What about y'all? What y'all think? As a a continuation for Forest Hill Drive? Is that what you're asking me? Nah, nah, nah. Not like a continuation, but it just it just feels like growth. That's what it feels like. When I listen to Four Your Eyes Only, it feels like growth. It feels like maturity. It feels like like a level up. Like, more refined, more focused. Even more than the the previous one, mm-hmm. more so yeah. the energy, more so the energy, not the actual music. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it's definitely carries the same energy. Like he's definitely kind of in the same mind space. So like you know, delivering good content, delivering a message. But I just I honestly put this in its own separate category when I'm like you know deciding like what J Cole albums I like. Like I feel like every other album you can kind of put up on like you know ranks but i feel like this is on separate thing like you talk about kod like, i even put kod amongst like the ranks of like albums i like but this album is just i like, will get into it like the more we talk about it but and i'll give the reason as why why i think this but this album is just kind of like its own thing and i'm not going to like compare it to anything else because the message is so deep and just so sentimental that i feel like i just it wouldn't be fair for me to compare because he's talking about his homeboy's life and his homeboy's daughter like I can't compare that to no apparently or no, you know, no like banger song like, you know, um I can't compare it to like any like club hits or like any song that's gonna be played on the radio consistently because 
It's not. It's not meant to be a radio hit. It's not meant to be or, something. Why that, can't add up? I like this many songs on this album. I like this many songs on the album, and whichever one you like more of, that's the one you like more. Like, why is it so hard to? Like, I get you're saying it's sentimental, but I feel like I feel like you can say it's okay to say which one you like more, but still have the same feeling about it. Yeah, you can do that, but I'm just saying I can't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you you can't count you? Oh, you said shit. what? You can't count. No, I'm not putting in the same category as all the other albums there. Like, I allowed you to say that the last album was 7.5, then you, you could compare the other albums to Drake, so I can't do what I want to do towards this album? Sheesh. Right, but you I, you asked me a question, I asked you a question. Don't get... Right, and, I, that was just and, my I asked, and I answered your question, and you started talking about I can't count. <laughs> Bro, that was my follow-up question. I said, can you, like, do you have a problem with Wait, so, Eric, what you... So you saying that, that Q... Should put it in the same category as all the other ones. That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying there's no need to have a fear of trying to compare an album and saying which one you like better. I feel like, like you're talking about four your eyes only. You feel like you can't say how much you really like it, or no, I'm sorry, you can't rank it amongst the others because the message is too sentimental. Like just because you feel that way, you don't know how the real intenders for the album actually feel about it. So you feel like there's going to be a disparity amongst the rankings there. But I just don't feel like that makes any sense. If you literally count up what songs you like more on one album. That's obviously the album that you like more. Listen, bro. If it makes sense to you, great. I'm just telling you what I can't do. I'm not saying y'all can't do it. I'm just telling you I can't do it. Oh, well, Eric sounds like he wants to decide with him, man. No, I just want him to make a definite decision on which album to be like. <laughs> That's all. You bro, I just, it's like you giving everything first place. No. How am I giving everything first place if I don't? Because you can't, because you can't compare it. Like, so. This album is obvi- it's obviously in, a, in its own space, and you can easily say that for any other J. Cole album. Right. I'm I'm not saying that you can't, bro. I'm literally telling you that this is the one I'm choosing to do it on. I say I can't. I'm not saying you can't do it for any other album. I'm just telling you that I'm not going to do it for this album. Right. This is the only one I'm addressing. I, right. I'm just addressing as you brought it up. That's all, bro. So like, what, where where does rank on your J. Cole albums then? Uh, I feel like it's four or five. Okay. That's not. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. Somebody gotta be some look. Somebody gotta be four. Everybody can't be number one. That's just realistic. But I think Q saying like he just looking at it like musically like, and I think you saying like which one is better. I think he's just saying musically. He just no, 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 no. I'm not saying which one is better. Whichever one you feel like is more musically for you, like just tally that up. That's all. I'm not trying to judge. Okay, this did X amount of double platinums with RIAA. It's got X amount of streams. Like, no, I'm just saying which one means the most to you. Tally them up. And then that should give you some sort of decision. That's all I was saying with that, Sean. Bro, and I did. I gave you my top three, and I said I can't put this amongst the top three. Like, it's not even, I said it's not even my top three. Right. But Sean brought it up, but we'd, we already we already got there, Q. I, but I, I thought I was just reiterating that just now. So. Yeah, anyway, um, going into it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I don't understand. Like Eric said, this is fourth or fifth one. I said, okay, bet. I left it alone. But because I can't rank it amongst my top five, everybody like, bro, you can't do that. Like, bro, like, is this what I want to do? Like, I didn't know that was against the law, so I won't get you to explain your logic no more. I'll just take your question, your answers, and since that's a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, the first um two songs is kind of like what I want to dive into first. For whom the bell tolls. Obviously, that song was talking about death. And it kind of like draws a parallel between, you know, suicide and basically like leaving this earth. Because like, obviously when the bell tolls, that means somebody, you know, just passed away and like left the earthly plane. 
but it's kind of interesting that that's the first song and then the second song was called immortal and i was trying to figure out like why would he be talking about death in you know the very first song it's not really even a song it's kind of like he just singing like you know over some acoustics but in the second song he's talking about like living forever like immortal like me to live forever so that that right there like that breakdown of it like that like sequence of like, how the songs are ordered that right there just struck my attention then right after they had deja vu so it's kind of like you know like a look back at the past i guess like looking back at your life and like looking at see like everything that you've done since you know you could be immortal basically saying that even though you left the earthly plane like your spirit your soul still lives on forever forever that's what i got from it yeah i would i would definitely agree um i think when you look at from whom the bell tolls you really see like the contemplation of suicide and that's in the first song like you said like that's in the opener i think eric said that's an interesting way to open a, a project which it definitely is so you but you definitely it takes you on the story and even i would even go to uh she's my part one cause i feel like in she's my part one he kind of found his reason to live because of his love he fell in love you know what i'm saying and then definitely when he get to she's my part two that's like the you know what i'm saying that's the the cherry on top that's everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you look at life from a completely different lens now and i think that's what he was really trying to show or or tell in that in this in these certain songs almost like in the first song he was really just thinking by himself like contemplating suicide probably being a little selfish and then he goes to loving somebody and then having a baby girl and then it's like a whole nother life you you accounting for now mm-hmm. that's why I, that's definitely what, what i got from those songs and then on top of that just to fast forward down the track a little bit you know if this ain't love i don't know what it is i want to fold clothes for you like nobody enjoys doing laundry come on now i want to make you feel good come on it's it's like the ultimate grounded love song like i feel like you can say to your show like listen i'm folding your clothes like what more what more can i do i don't know that's just what i took from it and i felt like it was just typical j cole grounded j cole so um like just going into like the third song, Deja Vu. I said we we're gonna talk about this later. Yeah, we, we 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 know you know we gotta tap into this right here because people people had a lot of stuff to say out here, and I had, we gotta clear up some stuff. There's definitely been some, basically, what you think is not true, and I'm a <laughs> I'm definitely a witness to this because what I thought wasn't true, but you know, all know that you know this song has a similar beat to. As, so, as soon as Killer. I heard it, I already knew. I already knew. I said, yeah. Somebody must have stole this shit from Cole. <laughs> Had to be. Wait, that's what you said? That, that's what I, that was my immediate thought. Someone stole this from Cole? When, when I heard <laughs> Deja Vu for the first time, I said, this is Bryson Tiller. I said, no. Brother, you hear you hear about that a lot, bro. Like, people people really be snatching beats from people and stuff. Bro, no, I think, I think, uh, Boy Wonder, no, it was, I can't remember who actually said they made a beat, but they said they made it two years before the album released. And Bryson Tiller, I'm pretty sure he had them songs on SoundCloud like six years before that. So Cap. Hey. Six years. That's 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 what Tiller Camp said. Tiller Camp Cap. I don't Somebody stole something. But I definitely Bruh, if you think of, so this was twenty sixteen when, when this dropped, right? This was twenty sixteen. Yeah. Don't drop on Trap Soul twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen. Well don't, don't was on SoundCloud early as hell. So let's just yeah. say twenty thirteen at the most. You know what I'm saying? Now I heard that 
Deja Vu was already recorded. Like the song Deja Vu was recorded and it was supposed to be on 2014 Forest Hill Drive. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> that's that's I don't what I heard too. That is now. That's tough. That's just that's just, that's just what I, I, I seen in a little research. And I don't know how true it is. The whole I heard that same thing too, Sean. But apparently, like I don't know all the producers' name. I know Bryce Attila's producer of Foreign Tech said that he originally made the beat and that they stole it. And then a third producer came out and said, no, 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 no. Foreign Tech really stole it from me. I was like, oh, okay. okay. Bro, no cap, bro. It's like three people saying that it's their beat. Yeah. But honestly, like I didn't really like hear any like legal troubles going on. So I think everybody's like, say, you know what? Just got to charge it. Like, it's good music. Just got to charge it. Hey, that, bro, but that KP and, uh, that swing my way sample. They must be was itching for that sample, bro. No cap. Had to. Had to be. I, Had to be. I, I definitely, I definitely feel that if this was supposed to be on Forest Hill Drive, I could see, I could see why it probably wasn't on Forest Hill Drive. But I can, I can see if this was recorded at the same time. I feel like if this was recorded in 2014 Forest Hill Drive sessions. I do believe that. I feel like this song might have been like a little too mature, like for 2014, like. And when I say that, I feel like, you know, you guys saw about, I think, 03 Adolescents, like, young J. Cole. I feel like this is, you know, J. Cole, I think he'd been back in the city. He got his family for some time. So I can definitely see why I didn't make the cut. But um, just get into the content. Like, what did y'all feel about, like, the story between, you know, small-town guy trying to pick up the girl and she just basically not give him a chance? Like, how did y'all like that storytelling? Like, do y'all feel like that was, like, top-tier storytelling for J. Cole? Or it was just like... J. Cole told you, you better start holding the wall up. Time, he's like, you know what time the club closes? <laughs> same time every week. <laughs> you can wait around if you want to. But it's not that top tier. I wouldn't say it's top tier. I feel like it's definitely a mess that needs to be heard. But a top tier, because I feel like there's a lot of sentimental or like there's a lot more examples of him being deeper, if I can say that, in um, KOD and even throughout the song or even throughout the album. But, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, it's the girl that he's looking at, he's eyeing in the club that he wants to get with. And then, like, you hear him eventually say, she say that, well, he says that she says that she full of small-town niggas, but I got bigger dreams. So that pretty much sums it up right there. Like, the girl that I want, she only, she doesn't like me because she fucks with the small-town niggas. But it might be meant to be that we can't be together because I got bigger dreams. Like, why would I'm going to stay with a small-town girl for it? And I know I got bigger dreams, so I think he, I think that song is more like a realization, like, bro, the girl that you might be fiending for, the girl you might be, like, you know, like, holding the wall for, like, she might not even be for you, bro. Like, she's obviously looking for something that you can't provide her, and that's not your fault. You just got to look beyond what she is wanting, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think in this song, you really see the, the contemplation that all guys have, like, if we're about to, dang, should I go talk to her? All right, I'm about to go talk to her. Cap, no, I'm not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got that <laughs> yeah. contemplation. You know what I'm saying? And if a guy tell you that he didn't, then he cap. Like, that's just being realistic. So I think, like, he, him telling that and them act, him actually illustrating that in the music, I think that's cool because, like, the one that you might be like, hey, should I go? Bro, that girl ain't, that ain't even the girl you could be even thinking <laughs> about two minutes from now. You know what I'm saying? That's really what he was saying in the song. Like, don't get stuck on the, basically what glittering. Yeah, they glitter, they go. Then the song that follows right after that, Bill Mentality. The first like bar is like, I kind of survive with this mentality. 
And it's kind of like an uh, extension of what we was getting from the last song, Deja Vu. Like, she folds small time things. I got bigger dreams. How long can I survive with this mentality? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, like Sean was saying, like, it's kind of like continue on that disconnect of like that contemplation he's trying to have in his mind that, yo, like, I know this is what I want, but is this really something that I can continue to live my life for? Because I feel like his homeboy story is kind of his homeboy, like, contemplating, like, his purpose. And like what he's actually like been growing up to like you know see and like what's growing up to do because as we all know you're a product of your environment so it's really hard to stray away from like what you've been raised like see what you've been like trained to do and like that kind of stuff so like you know that you're you're meant more for you know the life that you're living or like you know the life that you choose but are you even that like, capable enough for like you need to have like the mental capacity to even like go beyond what you're already accustomed to so I feel like that whole real mentality you always hear. Uh, Jake Paul talk about uh, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, and like, you know, how hard it is for like people to, you know, get out of that, that mind state that, you know, I can do more than what I'm seeing. But I feel like it's just hard to like really internalize that and really like, you know, come to terms with the fact that you are more than what you see from your environment. But, you know, how hard is it to really do that when all you see and all you know is all you see and all you know? You know what I mean? Facts. And yeah, that's a tough cue because I, I remember on the, I think he said on the documentary, that uh, another aspect of that villain mentality is that you had to leave the town, like leave basically leave where you're from in order to find your opportunity. And that's something that you couldn't harvest like within your area, within your home. Um, J. Cole even said, I realized the opportunity is in your mentality. I didn't necessarily have to leave Fayetteville to do what I did. You can be great in this place and make this place great. And, you know, I just feel like that's crazy. Cause that's one of the things that we tie into our podcast ourselves. Like we're trying to get back to the city, make the city grow. And, um, you know, the mindset was that you had to leave in order to do the things you needed to do. But we actually got a lot of things going on in the state and like a lot of opportunities that could actually build the state. We just got to tap in and connect. So I just felt like it's a crazy little correlation with what we, you know, envision ourselves and what, what J. Cole says the villain mentality is. And not to even to, to go back into trying to prepare, but that's a, another big reason why I feel like almost like all of his projects just tell specific stories but i feel like there has to be like a a serious connection between this one and the last project but the last project he really just it was kind of like a lot of people's first impression to to fayetteville he was really rapping and really explaining like real life and, and, and like talking about going home and even though like we talked about the last uh recording that he was recording in la but he talked about he he writing home to you know what i'm saying his shorty and the shorty is fayetteville so, but this almost this album is almost like a perfect sequel because he's almost telling the story of somebody from that same city. You know what I'm saying? Like he's telling the story about uh, his homeboy. Uh, I don't know if we said his name yet. Uh, James, I think his name was James McMillan or something like that. I'm pretty sure James McMillan. But that's just interesting to me. Like he went from like telling it from his perspective, and the, the very next project he's telling the same, basically the same story, but from another perspective. Definitely. I just kind of want to like point out a lyric that kind of stuck out to me. You call it running, I call it escaping. Start a new life in a foreign location. When I think about that, I think about all the black people that say they're going to start over and live a new life in Atlanta and Charlotte. Like, bro, like, you broke currently. You moving to Atlanta, not going to make you no more richer than what you already are broke in the city that you're at right now. So it kind of like... Tell me, it kind of brings back that like that conversation, like bro, like what are you really, what are you really moving for? Like it's different when like you have like an opportunity 
like to go somewhere else and like you know you have a plan but like if you're just going somewhere just to go there because you don't like where you're at right now like bro you gonna have the same issues that you're having currently you just moving to somewhere else where everybody gonna know that you got the issues like would you really want to move to atlanta with a lot more people a lot more temptation like bro you know that's not the best move for you but people see opportunity and they feel like it's a way out but you're really escaping what you should be handling in your like in your current situation, like moving to Atlanta, like moving to Charlotte, or moving anywhere, like those are not the only two cities that black people move to, but like moving anywhere, like you're not gonna be no different if you don't like Eric was talking about, if you don't like get situated what you want to get situated here, like J. Cole said, like you don't gotta go nowhere to be great. Like you can make the best of the situation that you're in right now. But, you know, if God calls you to be there, that's different. But if you just up and moving and like, you know, try to like make that decision or by your own like free will, then you're really like regressing you're not progressing in my opinion nah, you definitely right that planning part it'll get you every time let you just go somewhere just because you have the ability to if you're not ready to be there then you'll realize and you'll be relocated exactly where you need to be <laughs> and uh the next song on there um sheen's mind part one you know just to tie in what you said earlier sean there's a there's a huge duality here um with cole speaking from the perspective of james mcmillan and then he's also telling his stories as well She's Mine, She's Mine Part 2, Folding Clothes, uh, Neighbors. These are songs that can easily be interpreted as, like, you know, we don't know a lot. I don't know. I personally don't know a lot about James McMillan. But, um, you know, I feel like it's easy to see where Cole could be talking about his perspective and then something he would go through in his own everyday life um, just within some some of these songs, um, with like She Mine Part 1, for example. Uh, do you guys see that duality there as well? Yeah. When I look at uh, She's Mine Part 1 and She's Mine Part 2, well, free she's my part one. He's basically like making an ode to his wife, like his uh like long term sweetheart. And she's my part mm-hmm. two. He's talking about his daughter. So it kind of goes back into the intro of the song or the intro of the album for Whom the Bell Tolls. And like Sean was saying, like he found reasons to live and she's my part one and she's my part two, like his old lady and then his daughter. So those two reasons right there. Like, even if you don't, like, believe in something that, you know, you're capable of doing, like, you know, maybe you don't feel like, you know, you have a place in the world. Like, maybe you feel like you have no purpose, but he found purpose through having his old lady and then his old lady having his daughter. So that in itself kind of, you know, like, exemplifies more that, bro, like, your life does have meaning. Like, even if it's not the original purpose that you may, you know, have for it. And he, J. Cole even says it in, uh, in the last song, For Your Eyes Only, say your dad was a real nigga because he had you. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes to show, like, how people can find hope in the little things and how things can, like, you know, keep somebody motivated, keep somebody living. It can't be, like, anything tangible, like, having that true love for somebody and having, like, you know, somebody love you back unconditionally. Because, you know, his daughter, like, don't know him from a can of paint, probably. Like, his daughter probably never, like, got to know, like, the real him, got to know, like, the side of him that he probably despises himself. But, you know, when your baby comes out of the womb, all they know is you. And they just going to give you that unconditional love because, you know, you're the person that they see every day. You're the caregiver and things of that nature. So it's kind of like, you know, this person loves me enough for me to live on. So, like, why would I not live on for that person? Because they need me probably more than I need myself at this moment. So that right there is just an example, like, bro, why I cannot compare this album to anything else? Because no other rapper is talking about this, like, having the will to live and not living through your own means. Like, bro, that's, like, the ultimate unselfish, like, act that I can think of. And that, along with other many examples, like why I can't compare this album to like any other album, because like who's thinking about stuff like this? Who's talking about having like a will to live that isn't your own selfish desires, like your own selfish means of living? Yeah, 
Q, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, bro. I ain't gonna cap. It, it's definitely it's it's his own separate story, its own separate vibe, its own like it's, it takes you for a ride. It's almost like like Eric was saying earlier, like a movie. You know, you might see other artists; they might tell their stories from different perspectives of like everyday life in the city, but it's literally Cole and his homeboy, and it's just alternating between those two. And I don't think I've ever seen that in music, let alone an entire project. So I definitely understand why you say that, you. Even, I guess, going into the next song, Change, which might be one of the more, I don't know, detailed, informative. Like, it lets you know exactly what happened with James McMillan, uh, what's Cole's thoughts on it. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of want to hear y'all boys talk about it and go in detail. Uh, what you think about it, Sean? I, I feel it was the... It's the climax of the album, low key. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we actually get to see. Okay, now the now we get to understand what the what's the story actually about. You know what I'm saying? Because at the yeah. in the beginning, we really just kind of going through and kind of just seeing what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Kind of really just like listening to like everything that's happening. Of course, because it starts off with him, especially like contemplating suicide. Then. Of course, Deja Vu, then she's mine, part one. So we, we're really just going along for the ride. And it changes the part where we're actually like, oh, okay. I think I, I really feel like this is like the big part of the album. Because we read this, I mean, it's basically the, the whole shootout, everything with Miss McMillan. So you really get yeah. the, I really feel like you really felt this song. This was a song you felt. Like I really feel like this ain't the song that you was going to be playing a hundred times a day. You know what I mean? Right. If I'm not mistaken, is this a song where um the I think it was a nine one one call or maybe there's a call at the end um about the shooting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is you gotta be in the right state of mind for something like this. So and then also you got the um unofficial uh vocals from Ari Linux on that too. So I don't I don't even know if this was maybe the first sighting of Ari Linux. Um I think this was I can't remember the year this came out. But um you know, you gotta love Ari. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah, Ari's been having um like multiple like kind of vocals like coming in and out like throughout the album. So I'm not surprised that, you know, she is the main I'm not gonna say the main vocals, but she's kinda like here and there because she's to my knowledge, she's like the only female rapper singer signed to Dreamville. So he had to put, you know, some some female vocals on it, which I appreciate it. But yeah, this song reminds me a lot about um Better Days and Change by Tupac, you know, kinda like you know, the first verse of change, like, I see no change, all I see is racist faces. And then you kind of see that he's talking about everything that he's been witnessing as the adolescence, like the neighborhoods we've growing up in, like I said, you're a part of your environment. So I feel like the system failed James McMillan because, you know, he's a product of the environment. He just mm-hmm. went down the path, like he's just another stereotype, unfortunately. And then Better Days, like, you can hear it in, like, the first verse of, um, of the song, like, my intuition tell me there'll be better days. So it's always like there's a reoccurring theme that I noticed throughout the album is hope. Like no matter how far, you know, you come or like where you come from, like there's always gonna be hope. And in the sense of J. Cole's homeboy, James McMillan, his hope was his daughter. And even though he couldn't live to see it, you know, he still has hope that, you know, well J. Cole has hope that maybe his daughter listened to this album. Like she has hope that maybe she'll like go on to like understand where her dad you know, couldn't be with her no more because she, because he was like a product of his environment, unfortunately. And he even like, I would say, resonates with her in the sense that he says that he even says in Four Years Only where he was talking about my father died to gun violence too. So, you know, I'm just ashamed that it had to happen to you too. So 
it's kind of like a reoccurring cycle where like like you almost cannot like not understand like why like this seems to be a recurring thing but i feel like jake cole's kind of like bringing attention to it like yo this has to stop like this cannot continue and even if it does continue like we need to be aware that you know this is something that we can't let the, the next generation like experience and i feel like that's why i say like this album is only meant for two people his homeboy and his homeboy's daughter because maybe his homeboy had hope that because of his death his daughter will understand that you know like this is not how it's supposed to be and maybe she'll go on to live a better life you know if her father can't be a part with a part of it you know i honestly hate to say it you know some people are here for reasons and some people are here for lessons and unfortunately i feel like james mcmillan was here for the lesson for his daughter but his reason of being who he is was because he can birth a daughter that can live on to like hopefully understand his story and like take that and like you know internalize it and do what she wants to do with it about to say that you you automatically can see that everybody can relate to his daughter like it's a lot of people that can relate immediately with his daughter you know what i'm saying like james mcnelly you, you you see we uh like some people probably didn't even know his name you feel me so like it's he was just like he was somebody uncle he was somebody brother of course he was somebody dad you know what i'm saying like he's just like any one of us so that's immediately what I feel from this. And, like, even his daughter, of course, we don't know who she is. But, of course, like, we feel that because a lot of people go through that same thing. Like, it's, it's not like this is a very distinct story. This is a story of a lot of our people, to be honest. Basically, by the time that, because I feel like J. Cole, the duality and the way he storytells, he's basically saying to us, like, don't be another nigga that, uh, another nigga that died. Be another nigga that lived be something with your life like the violence that we do amongst ourselves has got to stop you know j cole has never been short to kind of voice his opinions on things from the no-name situation to even out in the streets protesting you know what i'm saying back in the city so i just feel like j cole he's really talking to and preaching to the masses here and i just feel like this was i don't know i feel like it's top tier it's, it's in there when you think about j cole catalog storytelling wise like i feel like what this song might check off all the boxes Definitely said it better myself, y'all boys. And then I'm not trying to like fast forward to like the last song, but the last song is is a song right there, man. Like you really understand the perspective of his homeboy, the perspective of Cole, and then the final message that he wants to give his daughter before he like even ends all of this, so like before he even ends the album. And this this reminds me a lot of my favorite song by Kendrick Lamar, "Sing About Me." I'm dying of thirst because of the verse that he says. With that said, the only thing I'm proud to say, I was a father. Write my story down, and if I pass, you know, he goes on to like tell J. Cole, like, you know, play this for my daughter. And that's mm-hmm. that Kendrick Lamar song, like, resonates with me so much because Kendrick Lamar is literally telling the perspective of like two different people, and in the end, he tells his own perspective. And J. Cole is telling the perspective of his homeboy in the first two verses, and in the last verse, he tells the perspective of like, you know, J. Cole talking to his daughter. And telling him that you know your dad was real nigga because he loved you and whatnot. So it's almost like you know he's writing a letter to his daughter, but his homeboy's writing a letter to J Cole at the same time. So just imagine being that middleman, like bro, my homeboy talking like out of side of his neck. He's talking about he don't know if he gonna see tomorrow. Like I know this nigga ever since we were younger. Like this nigga never talked like this before. Like what the hell's going on? And now you want me to tell your daughter that she not gonna grow up to see her dad? Like bro, that's like, bro, like, when I say I cannot compare this album to anything else, bro, it's like, I just I just can't, bro, because, like, imagine being in J. Cole's position, bro, like, your homeboy talking about he not gonna live on to see another day, and you grew up with this nigga, like, imagine 
one of y'all boys, imagine me telling one of y'all boys, like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to see February 3rd, y'all boys, but before I go, I want y'all boys to at least let, you know, my son, my daughter, let this, like, know this message, you know, if I don't do nothing else, you don't do nothing else for me, bro, at least let them know that I love them and so on and so forth. Like, bro, I can't imagine, like, the mental capacity or, like, the weight that someone has to carry knowing that they have to carry on the message of someone that is not going to be here no more. And then straight up tell your daughter, like, tell his daughter that, yo, your dad, like, he just he just can't be with us no more. And But, but he wanted you to know that he loved you. Like, you know how many questions, like, his daughter will probably have for him, like, they're on the life. Are you still going to kind of be responsible for, like, answering those questions? Like, it's kind of... It's just too heavy in my heart, bro. You really compare it to any album, and you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just real sentimental. Like I really can't put in all the words, bro. Like this song, like I said, it's only meant for two people, and like, I really can't afford to compare it to anything else because it's not like anything else. Like no other rapper, other than one I just mentioned, is talking about stuff like this. So it's in, it's in its own category, along with you know other things. And then um, you know, and that's where I kind of, you know, I understand that he's talking to someone else, but at the same time, this was, this was back in the time where police brutality. It was happening. It was happening crazy within our cities, and it it didn't get the recognition that it's getting right now, currently in 2021, where we can actually speak about police reform and stuff like that. And they're actually, or at least they're saying they're working on it. This was just happening, and our people were dying. And so I feel like it was real, like it was just real, like real of Cole, honestly, to just go ahead and say, "Hey, baby girl, like I love you." You know what I'm saying? Like in case I'm not here, let me say this to you, um, and I want you to understand that I love you and why the world is the way it is. I don't like that's just kind of how I took it because. You could easily like say this to someone you love, or your next kin, or your children. Like if you were in this situ- situation, like, hey, I'm a black man. Like things happen. You see the times that we're living in, and nothing is promised. So you know, before anything happens, I just want you to know how I feel. And I just feel like Cole just did a great job. I I think yeah, I'm a, I'm agree with you, Eric. I I also think that it immediately shows you what's important or what you immediately affect. You know what I'm saying? Like you immediately affect your, affect your daughter, you immediately affect your girl, you immediately affect your your parents, your people, your brothers, your sisters. You know what I'm saying? So like it really showing it really showing you like it putting it in perspective like what really matters to everything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of gun violence and stuff going on, but let's look at who's affected by this. Like realistically, because when 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 you dead, you're not gonna be able to put no food in your daughter's mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. That's just re- realistic. So we just got to look at it and actually take it for what it is. And Eric, even going back to what you were saying about police brutality, I don't know if y'all remember, but um, he performed the song Be Free on, uh, I believe it was on Jimmy Fallon. That was a song right after uh, um, Mike got uh, killed. Mike Brown. Clarkson. Mike Brown. Yeah, Michael Brown. So that was, that was definitely, you could tell Cole was definitely trying to talk to the people in this, that whole year, basically. But he know we we needed to hear from him, and I I definitely feel like if we don't take nothing from all of this, I won't. I think Cole wants us to, to actually sit back and realize who matter and what our actions affect. Our actions affect more than just us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro. I think the only thing now is we just gotta rate this thing. Ain't it? Which I rate. Well, well, before we get into that, you know, we gotta. I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about neighbors. Um. Oh, okay. 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 I mean, if you don't know the story, you know, I think it was in March uh, 2016. Let me, let me make sure. Yeah, March 2016. March 2016. Yeah. So um, basically, J. Cole 
move back to the city, move back to the state, you know, Fayetteville. I think he got himself a little area in the suburban neighborhood. And um, basically, only black guy there in a white community. And his neighbor ended up calling the uh, police on him. I think the SWAT team, they raided his house. And I think at the time, his house was just his converted studio. He always said he wanted to just get back, have, just buy a house that was a studio, have people come in and out of it. I think he even called it the shelter. Um, I think it's probably like shelter, T-U-H at the end. On some cold shit, I guess. But um, yeah, and they basically raided and found absolutely nothing. So, uh, you know, he even had little videos to show um, them raiding the house. And the song just basically details it. And I feel like the neighbors are seeing it on but um, I mean, I feel like I might have just encapsulated all that right there. But y- y'all got anything to add to that? Yeah, he pretty much summed it up. Yeah, he definitely summed it up. I mean, you know, you know how, you know how, you know how, you know, I ain't gonna get into all that, but you know how this, them certain, them certain group of people do. <laughs> oh yeah, I think the the last drop, uh, neighbors is actually for frit, uh, forbidden fruit backwards. Uh, yeah, I don't know, who, I don't know who play, play reverse. Oh, play reverse. Yeah, I don't know who makes that, who thought of that, but boy, Wonder Boy Genius. Pop I don't know who the hell did that, but they know what they're down doing. I'll tell you that. Definitely. But now, nah, like uh, like I was saying before, uh, Eric had tapped back in the neighbors. What y'all boys rate this album? Uh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Jeez, like, cute. That's what I like to hear. I mean, I pretty much been explaining this whole time, bro. Like, it's his own <laughs> category. It's, even though Eric don't like it, it's his own category. Like, it's a 10 out of 10. Perfect. I'm really interested to hear Eric's rating on this, bro. Eric, please. I don't even want to hear. I'll do. I don't even want to hear Eric's rating right now. I'm Eric, interested to hear off. Eric. Do you want me to go before you, or you, or you got it? Yeah, go ahead and tap in before me. It's a ten out of ten for me, bro. It's a ten out of ten. Like I just, I, bro, I just this project. I really feel like people. It, it's it's amazing, and people forget how good it was. Like, let's remember this album was. This album, I think I'm pretty sure this album went platinum. I'm pretty sure this album sold at platinum. least. You see what I'm saying? Four hundred thousand copies when it nah. first dropped. Went double platinum. Yeah, it's double platinum. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Four hundred thousand copies when it first dropped. Went up uh, up under uh I think up under awards for that year. It was only behind Views and Lemonade. Like it was it was the third album behind Views by Drake and Lemonade by Beyonce. And on top of that, every single song debuted in the top forty on Billboard. Right, come on, bro. Like this top the bottom. <laughs> this is a 10 out of 10 album, bro. Like, being realistic, it's a 10 out of 10 album. In my opinion. I could be wrong. That's tough. Well, in the completely rational, unbiased opinion, I would rate this album a 10 out of 10. Um, Cap. It's a 10 out of 10. No, don't start doing that now. When no, I was trying no, to no, explain no. this whole time, right? Eric is Eric is definitely hell, but I don't even want to talk about no, it. No. I feel like it's a 10 out of 10. However, I could compare it and say it's his fourth best album. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's got other albums better than this, but what like you said, it's in his own category. What do, Eric, Eric. what do you have above? Okay, what do you have? Eric, in his that mathematically doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. This is a 10 out of 10. This is his fourth best album. Bro, you haven't gave any other album a 10 out of 10 except for Born Sinners. How is this best? His best fourth album. Like, come on, bro. We didn't do KOD. I feel like the Truly Yours Project, I really like those better. I, I'm really not a huge fan of Cylon Story, by the way. Like, I like it just because of what it did for J. Cole. But J. Cole didn't even really like that album. That's not what hey, he wrote. We're really... not talking about what J. Cole like. <laughs> we're talking about what you like. like. We're talking about how did the album perform. 
How did it perform? <laughs> let's be realistic, bro. Let's talk about let's talk about numbers. How did it perform? Amazing, bro. Amazing, bro. Cole has never dropped an album that didn't perform well, never, including KOD. Right. Let me let me, let me ask you this here. Let me ask you this: Is KOD a ten out of ten? No. So how is this how is this the fourth best album? If boy, I ain't boy. I tell you what, boy. Wait. So what's the what's your top three albums here? Top three J Cole albums right now. Born Center, um, Forest Hills Drives. That third one's tough. Um, I thought you had said Soundline Story up there. Are you taking that out? No, Eric never liked Soundline Story. Nah, I really didn't. <laughs> um, it makes no sense. So what's number three? Eric is cap, bro. Eric can't answer that question because Eric been capping this whole time. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to... I what's can't the decide. Third album? I'm going to throw this at third. I'm going to throw it at third. Oh, my God. I'll put KSB for it. Do you see how big of a hypocrite Eric is? <laughs> how am I a hypocrite? Hey, so I'm going to throw that third. <laughs> yeah, you funny, bro. I swear to God, you funny. Bro, what did I do? Bro, it just didn't make any sense how you said this is a 10 out of 10, but this is the best fourth album, but you gave only one other album another 10 out of 10. You gave Force Hill Drive? You gave Force Hill Drive a 10 out of 10? I think I did. Yeah, I think I gave that <laughs> and more. <laughs> but still. All right, bet, bet, bet. All right, so this album is your third best cold project. Yeah, as of right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy Bruh, to hear you say that. I really don't understand what the issue is, but if y'all wouldn't like me. No, 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 no. I definitely see where you're coming from, bro. Oh, okay. I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, I see where you're coming from too, bro. We good, we good, we good. <laughs> bro, this it's been fun doing this pack. I ain't gonna even cap. Nah, it definitely has. I wish we had um a lot more time to do a lot more J. Cole packs, but well a lot more J. Cole albums, but you know, we only gotta work with what we got. Man. Well, maybe maybe if the people let us know, we maybe can can dive deep into uh, to another one of them, you know, might have to hit the warm up or the come up, but that might be a that might be just another little Lucy though. Shoot. I need to I need to sign into YouTube. I'm gonna do that because you know they ain't on no streaming platform. Hey, you know I got you on SoundCloud, brother. Need it? Definitely got you. So that might yeah. that might be that might be later on down the road though. Might be because we got a lot more stuff to do between now and then. We got a whole another pack to get into that we got to tap into. And I right here. Hey, I'm ready. You can start you right now. Eric, you know Eric gonna be ready for the next pack. I mean, we don't even we don't even got to say what the next pack is, but hopefully y'all just. Take that and can read some context clues, but you know what I'm saying. And hopefully, we can count on these two. So, I'm, I, I hope we do. You know, all the good ones. So, I'm, I'm really, I'm really interested to, to, to. Never mind that. We'll tap on that later. We'll tap on that later. Yeah, definitely. Um, been enjoying this ride. Another pack down. Another goat analyzed and their album and their discography. Uh, like I said, like Sean was saying, let us know if you have any comments, questions, concerns about anything we've been saying. It's open community, open neighborhood. We're always, always open to feedback. It's not going to be a one-way conversation. It's definitely a two-way conversation. We, we talk this talk to, like, literally anybody that wants to hear us. Like, if you want to talk about music, we're literally like an open door. So talk to us about music. Talk to us about anything that you want to talk about. So let's just uh, let's all have a good 
So I have a good turnout, and let's all be, you know, one community, one neighborhood. But this is your boy Marquise Q signing out. All right, man. Like you said, y'all boys, let us know what y'all, what y'all, uh, what other packs y'all want us to do, what other artists y'all want us to uh, listen to. You don't even have to be specific artists, but what other specific projects and specific uh, albums that y'all want us to do, man. Let us know. Let us know if we got something wrong. You know what I'm saying? You, we already we we'll just deal with that whenever it come, but. We definitely appreciate y'all for real. But other than that, it's your boy Red Rashawn. Y'all boys holding the road. And it's your boy Easy E. Um, like these boys said, we uh we appreciate multiple perspectives. You know what I'm saying? If you had a different thought than all of us combined, feel free to say that. Um, you know, open neighborhood, open community. And um, really just let us know what you think. You know, we put a lot of time in this, and hopefully y'all appreciate it as much as we did. But um, a shit guy, and I'm signing out. Peace.